Welcome to Good Looking Out, episode 45, a podcast about what to eat, watch, read, and listen to. I'm Eric. I'm Jason. And we've got a special guest in the house again today. We do. We do. Mark H. is here. Hello, Hello. friend. That since like episode number three or something like that. We were still like... Early on. Yeah. Yeah. Early on. We got a good episode. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's It's all been downhill since then. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We're hoping this picks up the ratings here a little bit. So what what do you guys think about um, this uh, Kim Kim Jong-nam... Dude. Killing. So killer. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, not like, I, I don't love that the guy had to die, but I mean, it's pretty badass shit. So did you hear the latest news that came out today about it? Um, That they know that it was a two-part poison. Yes. It's yes. A basically a chemical weapon. It's, a, it's like, well, that's the, the part. The most deadly chemical weapon. Like, it basically completely tears down your nervous system, like slowly and painfully so they're but saying death is inevitable so they're saying that it was like him kind of like how did the two women flexing? not get how did the two women not get this thing? oh that's a good question how do you pour this on somebody's you, cotton face put a rag over their mouth and you not get so first good it's two things it's not active until you mix these two elements Correct. together evidently okay. so yes. that's how you transport it however they must have I, I think it takes skin contact. Mm-hmm. And so, first of all, the whole thing about have you heard this whole thing the about needles? How they say that they claim, well, there's one of the women's claiming that someone approached them and said that it was for a prank for a TV yes. show. Yes. TV show. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yep. Have heard that, which that sounds very North Korean to me. Like, good story. Right. Like, I. Makes sense. Like that's a good backstory. But they're saying someone approached them in the airport, right? I mean, you're right. That would that is like, no matter what you say, it's not going to get you off the hook for no. the killing. No. But um, yeah. But that's a good question, though. Like, because so and initially they said that it was needles. He was killed by like needles. But they right. Couldn't find holes. Oh, they couldn't find. Any is that what happened? Prick marks. Yeah. And was there ever any video? I don't know. I seen so it. they like rubbed a plastic bag on his face or something. Oh, it was or? a plastic bag. Okay. I, th- I thought that's what they said. Uh, or I don't know. There's been a lot of confusion around. So I guess you well, come I in. That North Korea came out today and said, "Stop, stop, stop looking into this." Like, <laughs> yeah, sure, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you come yeah to our why don't you just people? give this one a pass? <laughs> <laughs> stop looking into this. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. That adds up. That's, yeah. It seems like Malaysia is like hot. Yeah. Really? They're really hot. I mean, they might break off. You know, Different if you're in North Korea, there's like one place you can go to at this point, which is Malaysia. Right. And it sounds right. like that's about to get cut off. Right. <laughs> wow. He's not making a lot of friends. Um, I, I, so I, I don't think that's his goal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. But yeah, the, the unless you played on the Bulls in the '90s, <laughs> if you played on the Bulls in the '90s, then he wants to be your friend. He absolutely does. Yeah. Yeah, they're saying it's sort of like a, a flexing of a muscle. Well, like, right? I mean, like, it's a story older. It's like one of the oldest stories. You're you're the king. You have siblings who could potentially be oh, yeah, put in power of, of by course. a rival. You fucking off all of your siblings, your yep. uncles, your right. you know whoever, anyone who can possibly be a threat to power so, and yep. be put in by people who are trying to oust you. You just kill them. Well, you just, and the just older sister, they think, is kind of running the country. 
Oh, really? What? Yeah. There's a bunch of brothers and sisters. Really? Yeah. One of them follows some band. I'm looking it up right now. I don't have internet <laughs> service. The- One of them's like a groupie and follows like, I forget which band it is around, but some British band. Because they're all been kicked out of the country. None of them are allowed back in. Are you fucking serious? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like so I, really, just... I got really into looking up all the brothers and sisters. <laughs> <laughs> like, who's the like who say of North Korea, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. we got coming next? Yeah. Oh, shit. But you're saying that there's a, there's a sister that's like... There's an older sister that they think... Who's the still in the, the country? Yeah. Who's like she's part running of, like, the fucking part show. part of the government and she's part of the... Yeah. Yeah. I've read that somewhere. Interesting. <laughs> it's seriously like Game of Thrones. Yeah. Totally. There's like, totally. there's Cersei Lannister, and then he is definitely fucking Joffrey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, completely unhinged, killing his Absolutely fucking wife's Joffrey. uncle or whatever in front of her, and like all that bullshit. Oh, my God. Forced fucking marriages, and. This shit's fucking Game of Thrones. It is. It's medieval Europe. Oh, my God. Yeah, so there was a, uh, there was another thing, um, article in the Times today about a picture of him. Did you see this? There's a picture of him. With a inf- a nuclear warhead, and then the missile behind him, and they had a bunch Wait, of the brother or Kim Jong Kim uh, Kim Jong Un. Um, so they were able. They had like a bunch of specialists um, analyze the photo, and they're like, "Well, what this warhead um, is?" And they're like looking at the different things of it, and they're like, "That's about the same size as what we dropped on Nagasaki." And then looking at his, then they're like, what we can tell by what he's wearing is he's wearing the same jacket that his grandfather used to wear. So he's taking a step away from the way that his father ran things, which was through the party and consolidating power directly from him, which is what his grandfather did. And then they look at the missile and they're like, yep, that missile can actually reach DC. So DC or the West Coast? DC. Hmm. Yeah. But they Photoshop shit all the time too. And it could be that there's shots. nothing that's, you're like. You'd be standing in front of a poster. Or he could be standing in front of just like an empty metal case. So they have really good retouchers oh, yeah. in North Korea. <laughs> well, they get busted all the time for duplicating missiles. Really? <laughs> no shit? Yeah. It's true. You just, they just clone yeah. missiles? Photoshop. Hey, can we make this look a little bigger? Of course they are. I don't know why I'm surprised. And there's some, there have been some weird things where they posted videos of launches where people were like, oh no, you can see right here where this is completely fake. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I mean, a lot of it is just like saber rattling. Right. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, that being said, if the dude loses his fucking marbles from, you know, syphilis or something like that, then who who knows what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, not that we're ones talk these days. We got a fucking guy carrying. Yeah. Nuclear fucking controls to Florida and fucking showing them off to the bus boy. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, exactly. Yeah. Oh my god. You th- we're gonna you think we'll take down North Korea? Like once yeah. China completely washes their hands of them? Because well, they they have kind of like I mean, they, they cut w- off the coal. They right? cut off the coal. <laughs> yeah. Which that's like the biggest income that they yeah. that North Korea had. So if they're unfortunately, that just means a lot of regular people are probably going to starve even more. Yeah, I wonder if we'll go in there and fucking take them down. I wonder what Rodman's thinking now. Uh, Yeah, no shit. Got out of there pretty easy. Oh my god! What a fucking (laughs) idiot. Um. All right. Well, seeing as this is not a political podcast, (laughs) let's talk about pizza. Yeah, let's talk Um, about it. Tell me what this thing is, man, because it's it's 
this is legit fucking Detroit. So yeah, this is like a from an actual Detroit pizza place. Uh, we sh- I had it shipped through Gold Belly. I got three delivered. You did do Gold Belly again? It's Gold Belly. Yep. Nice. Okay. So got this is our second gold. Our this second this gold is the player. only one that I've actually done that was fully frozen. The other two were like per- I like pulled them out of the box and they were kind of like just mostly chilled at that point. So I fired those in and they cooked it a little faster, which is why this one probably could have used a couple more minutes. But, um, mm-hmm. so I got a cheese for the girls. Cause I know that's what they like. But yeah. I got a, like a pepperoni, uh, and my youngest daughter, Vivian, and I like took both those down in like a minute. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> Cause they're not that big. No, no, you no. know, um, you know, they're good for one, two people maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this one was the, all the meats. Dude. So it was like three pizzas shipped, like all all shipped, like I think forty three bucks or something What's like gold that. Belly? Bucks. Oh, I'm glad you asked that, my <laughs> friend. So Gold Belly is a um, it's a site where you can order, um, you know. What's whatever the bagel place? I forget the bagel place right, in New York. Pizza bagel. Yeah, you can get that. You can right. get that bagel. You can magnolia get cupcakes. Magnolia cupcakes. You can get um. Animans. What? Yeah. yeah. You yeah. fucking yeah. You get like You get that on Postmates. Um, Central Market Barbecue from Austin. Right. You know, like you yeah. name the thing that has like is hot and a bunch of hype, and someone might travel to go there. Like they'll send you, you know, well, they a shitload of or they barbecue. Only do certain restaurants. They, they only do s- the super certain fancy, fancy. Okay. certain fancy. Similar stuff. to like any of these other services, like they're adding new places all, all right. the time. Okay, but. Listen, for $43, Beth last night, um, we were out, and then Beth was at home with Jack. She ordered two small pizzas from fucking Pizza Luce, whatever. Oh, for sure. And that's right? 40 bucks at least. It was fucking $35. Yeah. So you got three pizzas from Detroit shipped to your fucking house. Pretty much already cooked, ready to warm pretty up. Pretty much ready to go, like, that are fucking good. This is a good fucking pie. So what they do is they actually ship you, they ship you the pizza and it's all, it's like wrapped in plastic. Then they ship you a little thing of sauce. So what you do is you heat the sauce in the microwave for 30 seconds, pull it out, you spoon the sauce over it, and then you heat it up. So that the sauce kind of like cooks into it. It's a good move actually. Pretty good. So I like that. So the other thing that, that we were looking at on there is they do, they do cheesesteaks from Philadelphia. But we've had this argument before. <laughs> oh my God. I, I forgot. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. They're not good. Okay, we're not. I'm not even gonna fucking. I know how you like cook a cheesesteak at your house, but I'm not. I'm not gonna fucking have this argument with you. But I knew people in San Francisco that like would do the same thing, like call up like Giordano's or whatever, like because they lived in Chicago and they love Chicago style pizza, and, and Giordano's charged them an arm and a fucking leg. Sure, yeah, like 120 bucks or something to send one pizza, like wow. on dry ice. Yeah. So Gold Belly is doing it. Right. We ordered those sausages that I was telling you about. We did those last episode, I think. Um, we got from Esposito's, which is a sausage maker in New York. I'd never heard of them. They were they were good. They were good. But the price, I guess, again, like you figure gold belly sounds fucking expensive, right? right? But um, like the for the sausages that we got, it's about what you'd pay in the, in the market. Yeah. So... Yeah, all right, so this, that's two thumbs up for Goldbelly. This is a salty bitch. I love how salty it is. Like the ham, it's thick yeah. ham, it's thick bacon. It's good. Big piece of sausage, salty. No doubt, right? It's really good. It is good. So what the fuck are we going to talk about tonight? So I've, I, got, I got some shit, I think. I got some shit. 
Yeah, I got some stuff I want to talk about. What do you got? You so start off with some. My first pick that I I can't couldn't wait to tell you about. So I know you're not like a huge superhero guy. Yeah. Um, I, I, I wish I was. I wish I was more because I I, lo- I love. Here's two things that I know that you do like. Yeah. Fargo, the TV show, very much. Season two, the greatest. Season two, the possibly greatest. like the. Best season of TV ever. Yeah. It's maybe one of the greatest things to ever be on television. Oh, there's there's no maybe about it. If you were going to say it's one of the greatest things for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe you could debate it versus a couple, like some Breaking, Breaking Bad, Bad seasons, maybe a season of The Wire. Wire. You know, maybe Deadwood. Depends Deadwood. on your flavor, particular personal flavor. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely up there. Oh, yeah. Um, and I know you like Twin Peaks. Love so there's this show out that when I heard there was another Marvel TV series coming out, I was like, uh, like who fucking cares? Like I love superheroes and even I have hit the point of saturation at this point. Yep. There's a show out called Legion. I don't know if you've heard of this. I have heard of this. I, I don't know anything about it though. So it's the showrunner, the writer and creator who does Fargo. Really? And, uh, this is his new series. It's got... Do you remember in season two, the woman who plays the younger sister of the family from the Dakotas who, one more, who uh, is the one who like can't keep, she keeps going and like telling the other guys yes, of the yes, Bible family yes. and eventually, you know, we all know her fate yes. unfolds in dramatic fashion. She is one of the lead characters in it and the woman who plays the mother slash the wife of the guy who runs the syndicate mm-hmm. is in it. And there might okay. be a couple other actors. Like he's, he's got a few of his favorites in there. And then it has the guy who played cousin Matthew in, uh, Downton Abbey, who plays a very, very different part. But the thing is the f- it, so it looks as amazing as Fargo did, but in a really like trippy sort of twin peaks sort of way. Oh, and then it has this, uh, really interesting narrative about the way it unfolds. Like for the first episode and a half, you're just not even sure what's reality and what isn't and what's happening. And and it's really, really well done. It is much less like a superhero show and much more like so far, something like twin peaks or like a weird spy show or something like that. It is really, really good. What is what channel? Uh, It's on FX, but I'm watching it on Hulu actually. Yep. Um, and the third episode just dropped Wednesday. Okay. So this is like hot off the presses. I'll subscribe to it. Um, best, best thing going right now is the British show Taboo. Oh, that really? is really good too. Taboo is yes. really good. Really? Yeah. 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 It's got, um, it's Tom Hart, Tom Hardy. Yeah. Okay. What's, and what is it? So it's set, <sighs> well, but it's, it's a bit metaphysical and mystical, witch like, but it's set in like 1820 in London. He comes back because his father has passed away, and his father was a shipping guy. And he'd bought a, traded a bunch of tr- a land in North America, Seattle, somewhere, that to the Indians for beads or something yeah, like that. He's this. got prime, basically, yeah, what it sort yeah. of unfolds in the first episode. He's got yeah. prime fucking right. real estate. That the Americans want and the East India Company want. Okay. And then he's half Indian, so nobody likes him. And they all kind of, he's going in and he's just this kind of badass character who's going in to take all this stuff back and take on the East India Company. But the scenes with the king, the British king, are so good. 
It's really, really yeah, what channel yeah. is it? It's I don't know. I've been I think it's, it. I think right. it's also like strangely an FX show. Oh, is it? Yeah. Uh-huh. I but I'm I'm with you. I like I've been watching it on like Amazon or something. Right, yeah. I have not been. I don't watch any of the shit on the actual right, channel yeah. that it airs on. Right. Anymore. Uh, speaking of FX, uh, not to jump into a different segment, but second season of Baskets is out. I know. I was oh just going to say God. that. Have was, you been watching it? I haven't. No. It was great. Oh, the second oh my season God. is so, we're only, we're maybe like five episodes deep. Oh, okay. it's that? In it. Oh, yeah. What's that on? FX again? That's FX. It's also FX. Uh, yeah. Um, I've been wait, I've been saving it up. I've been saving it up. It's so, you know, I don't know if you remember at the end of last season. I remember last I just, season I ends saw them with all him three, four times, like j- hopping a train and just piecing out. Yeah. So yes. they play that out for like the first episode really? or two of like uh, him riding the rails. <laughs> and it's, Oh my God. Oh. So I remember it was so funny. Cause that's Nicole's Nicole favorite loves show. show. Yeah. yeah. It's her favorite show. Yeah. And, she, we watched it, and after the first episode, we were like, "I like I remember it being dark, but like maybe not this dark." And really? I remember it being kind of funnier. Um, and then it gets funny again. Okay, you know, it's like it's still really, really good. Oh my god! It, it has if you like the first season, like the second season is more, and it just builds yeah. and on it in a more nuanced way. Is um, are you getting enough, Louis Anderson? Oh. Pfft. Oh my God! Because he Louis Anderson is all over that. Thing. He, it's the greatest thing he's yeah. ever done. Yeah. Oh yeah. By far the greatest thing he has ever done. And now that I know too that like a lot of the stuff, especially between um, that, it's all improv. But like the Martha character, like really struggles with the improv. Like that's how they develop that whole like awkward, weird style because she's actually just really bad at improv. <laughs> You're kidding? <laughs> no, uh-uh. I didn't know that. Yeah, there are interviews with her on Fresh Air talking about it, and like Zach Galifianakis and Louis Anderson are obviously so amazing at improv. Right. So now that I know, like, you can see where some of the weird, just like weird Louis Anderson, like running with something, yes. you know, comes from, and oh, yeah. it's just uh, magical. And and that Martha character is so good. Like it was, I always yeah, heard like, delivery she was just is an amazing. amazing. Like like what an amazing actress to be able to like to to be able to create that awkwardness, but it's actually just somewhat genuine. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's so great. Yeah, Louis Anderson, like, he based a lot of that on his mom. Right. Is, is I, I remember. Oh, I believe it. Yeah, reading that. He's from Minnesota originally, right? I don't know. I'm pretty sure he is. Nicole, like, seemed to think that that was true and was into that. He okay. does have, when you listen to his accent, you're like, oh, yeah. God. There's definitely some. <laughs> I mean, seriously, before this, like, the only Louis Anderson thing was the fucking Chinese, yeah. the Chinese buffet joke. Right. right. Which was like basically just a self-deprecating joke about how fat he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and super racist, which made right. it hysterical, <laughs> right? Him doing yeah. like the like the Chinese. I think he would yeah. actually even do the eyes, right? You know what I mean? Doing the owner of the Chinese restaurant throwing him out, right? U- ultra racist, which is <laughs> makes it just, you know so wrong and hysterical. Um, well, sure. shit, man, you, it's it's five deep. Five deep, could have, might be going on six. Like this week, I think it airs on like Thursdays or something. So six might be coming Killer. out this week. Well, I'm, I'll buy that. When yeah, I get, Nicole's like, get a season pass. pump the brakes because she like doesn't want to get to the point where we're caught all the way through it and are caught up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I know I, I've been I've been seeing the commercials and like and just kind of waiting and holding off on that one because I'll because once you do one like you once you oh, pop yeah. 
Yeah, because without commercials, they're only like 22 minutes. Yeah, or something 20 like that. minutes. So you can just like you burn through clip them. through them. Yeah, yeah, fucking genius. I love it. Um, so what have I been watching? I was telling you, um, there's a great new, um, actually friend at work, Heather, um, turned me on to this. I, we probably would watch it anyway. Cause Beth's being from Omaha, but, um, becoming Warren Buffett. Hmm. Um, uh-uh. it's a brand new HBO documentary and it's, it's about, it's just a, it's a documentary about Warren Buffett. It's life. It's a bio right. on Warren Buffett. And, but it's really good. Like he's, like he's a part of the entire thing and like he's the entire production. He's like, he's in it and he's interviewing through the whole thing and talks about him growing up and hit the relationship with his wife. And like, it's just, it's a story like none other, you know, and his, who, what other person was worth ever worth $68 billion and gave away yeah bill gates is the only other one yeah and then gave away 67 billion well also the amazing thing is like he still lives in the original house like before he he made all that money he lives in the house that he bought in 1953 and he looks like he shops at like the fucking men's warehouse he does yeah and he goes so he's he's in the very beginning of, of it he's like depending on the day what i see in the paper what the headlines are he's like i have my wife either put in two dollars and 85 cents $2.93 $2.93 or $3.15 in my change cup. And he, every morning, he dri- he's been driving the same commute for 55 years. It takes him five minutes to get to work, and he goes by a McDonald's. He goes through the same drive through McDonald's every Are you morning. serious? I shit you not. And he gets either a sausage McMuffin or if it's if like the markets are if, – if it's something that – if the markets are down and he's feeling like shit, maybe not be going that great. He gets a cheaper breakfast, but if things are going are great, you fucking serious. I mean, it's I mean, a little bit of a joke, right? Like, you know, this I guy's mean. sweating a quarter. No, yeah. I mean, it's a little bit of a joke, yeah. but like, but he seriously has it. He knows what he's going to get for breakfast before he leaves the house based on the market, based on the market. And he'll get sometimes a double sausage patty and a Coke because he owns Coca-Cola. Basically. Right. You know what I mean? So, um, and it's just great. Like, um, his wife at one point makes this, this, it was a very revealing, um, insight into like the way that he operates. She's like, she's like, yeah, she's like, I never, I always thought I'd marry like a doctor or like somebody that does something good for the, like helps other people. She's like, and I ended up marrying a guy who just makes stacks and stacks and stacks of money. And she's like, and she's like, but the reason I love them is that it was never, he doesn't give a shit about money. He doesn't care. He's, she's like, it's all the game and the money's just a scorecard. Right. And that's how he keeps score of how he's doing. Right. And he loves that. All he does is read. He's like, this information is available to anybody in the world. He's like, they can read the same shit that I do. And right. I just do better because I read more and I just outsmart them. Right. It's so good. It's, it's yeah. so well done. And you like, and he's, the guy is so heartfelt, you know, he starts, his best quote of the film is in the very beginning. He, he tells, he tells, he's talking to this group of high school kids and he's like, imagine I told you today that you could pick whatever car you wanted. You choose it, any color, whatever you want. It's going to be in your driveway tonight with a bow around it. Boom. You got it. He's like, the only catch is, is it's the only car that you're going to have for the rest of your life. 
This is the one car you're going to have. He's like, what would you do? You would take really good care of that car because it's the only one you got. He's like, same with your body, same with your brain. He's like, you only get one body, you only got one mind. He's like, don't mess him up. Like, super matter of fact, and like, he puts things in language that you're like, oh, yeah, that's right. That just makes common sense. I mean, it's just common sense. Like, don't, you know, and he's like, his two rules of investing are one, don't lose money, and (laughs) two, don't forget rule number one. Right. Like, that's, don't lose money. Right. (laughs) So it's like, it's really good. I I, I highly recommend. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. So, Mark, I want to hear about this new cabin you got. Like, tell me about oh, this. I've, uh, I've been hearing about it a little bit from Santos here right. and there. I'm, I'm very curious about it. The new, uh, the new studio, studio in the woods, the Hudson Valley studio. It's a big, um, big 10 acre farm from 1750. Nice. So beautiful old 1750s house and a big barn. That's going to become the studio in the workshop. So was that the original impulse? Was you just wanted a studio outside the city and someplace to kind of do work? Yeah, or? I mean, New York's just so nuts that you can't, you know, you're not going to own a studio in New York anymore. Right. You know, I'm no. not going to throw the money after it. So yeah. So I needed a place that I could get up and work, be up in the woods and you know, yeah, say, yeah, yeah. It's pretty amazing. It's ponds and streams and it's going to be good wow. for you once you get up in there. You're going to be able God, to get. That sounds amazing. Like, so there's a little apartment underneath the barn. Oh. Yeah. So I've been digging into the apartment underneath the barn and gutting that thing. So I was in there up over the weekend. Yeah, you got to tell them. <laughs> tell them about pulling that wall apart. So I was like, I kind of, reg- I've kind of been avoiding doing the bathroom a little bit because I'm like, all right, gotta get right. It's it's a little gnarly. One yeah, of these gross. It's just gross, and it's sure. Yeah, you know, it's disgusting. Yeah, doing bathrooms. So is- it's it's got that kind of uh, fiberglass bathroom right kind of you know the whole the shower, sink shower thing. surround thing. i cannot get the thing pulled out of there so i go to the farmer store i buy a sawzall and i'm just like hacking through the thing like crazy and i like, kind of get halfway through it and i realize i'm like it's weird there's no insulation between part of it and then i could see in the wall hole in the wall something had eaten through come down underneath the bathtub and just eaten through all the, oh, all the fiberglass oh, and then shit. just in a black ball in the bottom so I'm like, Ugh. it's just disgusting, right? Yeah. So you're just pulling this thing out, chunks of fiber. Blah, blah, blah. I'm going and going and going. I'm doing things. I cannot get the little, it's just so kind of rusted out and gross. I couldn't get the fiberglass off the drain hole because I couldn't get the whole thing. So uh. fiber, I'm cutting out the foot of the, and I see socks and underwear under there. And I'm like, oh, uh. gross. Why are there socks <laughs> and underwear under here? This is disgusting. So I reach in and grab them. And I'm like, oh. It's heavy. What is it? Oh, oh. Like I pick it up. Petrified turd. And I, I put it on the ground. I'm like, oh, it's a gun. <laughs> so I reach Jeez. in, there's more, and I pull out another one. So I pull out these three handguns that are sitting oh in socks. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> right? Buried underneath this, like, bathtub. I have no self-service, no internet, no nothing, and it's this big, creaky old barn. So I'm just sitting in the base of the like, barn going, oh, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> Nobody just. And why do you? I mean, there's there's very few reasons you wrap up a gun and stick it underneath a bathtub and, and bury it, stick in it in a sock, sock yeah. and bury it under a shower. Why would you do that? <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah, there was a weird. I don't know how you would do it, but there was a weird vent. So at some point, you could get. It's not like they built the shower. Over the it. top, they could of it. get them in there, but it's right. not, obviously hidden. It's like <laughs> hidden, yeah. buried. Yeah, you're not finding these things. So, <laughs> you know, your mind goes places. And I'm like, okay, well, these are used in a crime. 
Of these course. These are used as a crime. I don't want to get caught with these. So what right. do I do? So I don't have fun. So I, I drive down into the local town and I go to the sheriff's office, which is shut. And there's a little note on the door. It says, open up the box to your left. And you open it up and there's like a red phone in there that looks like it's on the president's desk for like calling in nuclear codes. So you, you pick it up and the guy goes, yeah. And I'm like, I, yeah, I just, found, I just found a bunch of pistols in a, buried in a shower in my house. What do, I, do I just bring them into you? And he goes, no, 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 don't touch them. just leave them there and we'll come out you know so i drive back in i'm kind of like just kind of working away and the sheriff comes up and like this this bar this whole property at this point looks like a set from a horror film (laughs) (laughs) it's like like mold and moss and buildings falling down and the cops just kind of looking at me he's like where are the guns and i'm like in the barn (laughs) yeah He's like, they're, they're not so on you, right? Fargo, yeah. Fargo moment. Yeah. Right. It's like, uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so I walk him into the bar. We go in the bathroom and kind of stuff. And he looks down and he goes, yeah, this is really quite suspicious. Isn't it? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I kind of thought so. It was weird. And I'm like, you start getting a little panicky because you're thinking, are they thinking I'm doing this? Like, right. you know, right. Because that's a good story. Yeah. Yeah. And so, the, you know, so he kind of looks at him because where was it? He puts them back where they were and he takes a picture of it. And he goes, well, let's see what you got here. And he starts pulling them out of the socks. And then he just got on the speakerphone and started calling them in. He started calling in the serial numbers to make sure they weren't in any crime. And I was getting really panicky because I'm just thinking, if one of these comes back with a hit, this is going to be a really bad day. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> you're the guy who called. Yeah, the guy that called. And like, well, you know. You yeah. know, and he kept asking questions like, when did you buy the farm? Right. Where did the, you know, so you're like, why are you asking me questions? Like, oh, God, I called you. I called yeah. you. I didn't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> So, but they, you know, they all came back with no hits on them, but what they were was U.S. Army issue guns, which are illegal to own. Oh. So he brought them back from either World War II. We, could, we They were so rusted at this point, you couldn't tell, but he's like, I don't know if these are World War II or Vietnam or what these are, but so he, we, he shouldn't have had these. He pretty much snuck his gun back. So that's oh. why they were hidden on there at the end of the day. Right. Yeah. So you, oh, yeah, civilian can't own a military yeah, gun. Yeah, it's the property of the army. Property of the army. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't quite seem like you hide it under a bathtub, though. That's like, <laughs> no, maybe kids, put it in the back of your closet. Yeah, it could uh, you be. You know, maybe could there be. were nephews could running be. around and you want to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that didn't stop uh, anyone else in America from. So this, no. this yeah. apartment in the barn had a yeah. room with no windows in it. And this is upstate New York, and apparently he lived in it and used to, and refused to turn the heat on. No windows. No windows. Black room, and no heat. So just maybe hey, don't a see weird guy. Yeah. So that's that paints a little bit of a picture. Paints a little bit of a picture. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> oh God, what was he doing in there? That's a, reading. That's bleak. <laughs> there's that is bleak, but I'll it's tell you, bleak. like there's there's. Times in my life when that kind of fucking sounds awesome. <laughs> like I would just be in there. Like if I you could, can have that, you know, it's pretty easy. <laughs> yeah. This is an achievable goal right yeah. here. <laughs> I bet I bet Mark is willing to give you a really I'll good deal. Um, yeah. <laughs> Pay some rent, just maybe give me some guns to book, hide, book yeah. some jobs. Yeah. Just fucking read. Just to be somewhere and read alone for a week. 
You can make that happen, my friend. Yeah, I guess this I could. Not, yeah. This is not an unachievable goal. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe not for 20 years. No. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Well, shit, man. I can't wait to fucking get up there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. You got your work cut out for you. Um, He's going to do, like, movie screenings in the barn and oh, shit. Oh, nice. Right? That sounds amazing. Yeah. He's gonna, at the end of March, he's tapping all the fucking maple trees and make maple syrup. syrup. We're stocking oh. ponds. He, he's got a fish. pond that he's going to stock with trout. Oh, that sounds amazing. It's going to be amazing. Creeks. Yeah, yeah. Fucking the so the awesome thing. thing about this is in the 20s and the early 20s and 30s, the people that owned it were, he was the conductor for the New York Symphony, and his wife was a cellist and composer and author. Wow. And they bought this place as their little outside New York farm place. And then during the Depression, when everything tanked, they turned it into a music school. So there's little cabins wow. in the woods everywhere. And all oh, the stuff that's in the barn awesome. was a big old theater. So I'm going to go back and start making shows in the, in the barn and bringing musicians up. And yeah, turning the whole thing into that sounds a amazing. arts oh, venue. Wow. Yeah. So good. Yeah. So, good. Yeah. so good. And these people are lucky you bought this place. They love it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Y- yeah, yeah. It took, nine, what, eight months Eight months to buy it. It was so <laughs> crazy. No bank would loan money on it. I had to work really crazy deals to get it. So. Wow. <laughs> so yeah. crazy. Holy I'm so glad shit. it worked out. That's awesome. So good. Yeah. So speaking of reading. Yeah. I stumbled across this short. It's like a short novel, you know, maybe like 130 pages. Um, it's called Every Heart a Doorway. Um, and it's this novel that... So, like, I, I read the premise. I was reading about it in a blog, and the premise of it, the like, concept behind the book was so interesting. There's like, I just need to drop whatever I'm reading and just go read this book right now. So the premise is it's a school for kids, mostly girls, who have traveled to other dimensions and have come back. And they have a hard time reintegrating into society. So this woman who has also herself has traveled to this other dimension and this other world and come back, open this school. And when it's like known to be this place for these troubled kids. So these parents who like, whose kids tell this story when they come back and of course no one believes them and they think they're insane. They bring them to the school. So it's all these kids who are struggling with, like they walk through this doorway that just appeared one day into this other dimension. There's something inside them that like called to this dimension and they were like, went to this dimension, lived there for a while. And for one reason or another, some of them were kicked out. Some of them decided to come back thinking that they could go back at any time. And so that's a whole story about this school full of kids who are, wrestling with the idea that like they no longer fit in with this world because they lived in this other dimension for so long and they think of that as home and it's all these kids but the the weird thing is some of them went to like dimensions that are what we would think of as like a horror film some of them went to more like sort of crazy like illogical land so they're like don't kind of fit in with each other some of them Um, and it's this whole story and then what happens is um, someone starts killing them Oh God! Uh, and it turns oh. like takes this really weird Whoa. turn to this like macabre sort of I murder did not mystery. That. Um, it is Harry Potter. It is not. It is. Right. <laughs> yeah. oh. It is a little more, um, and it's just incredibly uh, the the like world building takes that simple premise and like really makes creates like quite a nuanced story out of it. And you know, 130 pages like tells a very full, very vivid story with like really great characters. And it's a new book. Um, Maybe like a year and a half old. And what? What? Where did you find it? 
Um, I was just reading a like sci-fi blog and okay. stumbled across it. Yeah. Um, it's called Every Heart a Doorway. Really good. You could sit down and read it in like an afternoon of reading. It's Fucking like, cool. Yeah, it's really good. Oh, that sounds good. Kind of thing I would I would never pick up. So previously on the podcast, you and I we talked about the Santa Clarita diet. Yeah. Have you had a chance to watch I've it? I've not checked it out yet. So I have to say, uh, once again, I think this one is a pass for okay. most people that are out there. Really? It's not horrible, but the humor just like falls a little flat. I think like it's got my girl in it. I fucking love Drew Barrymore. Yeah. It's also got um the dude who plays the sheriff on Deadwood and then was on Justified. Tim, 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 Timothy Oliphant. Oliphant. Yeah. He's, he's not that great. He, he plays. I don't like him. He I like plays. Him. I like what do you him mean too. you like him? I like the dead I like him. Yeah. Yeah. Really? He's the new Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Oh, get the fuck out of here. I, I'm going to side with Mark on this one. <laughs> Clint Eastwood? Clint Eastwood wasn't that great either. Clint Eastwood was <laughs> fucking amazing. He, he's kind of like the Philly cheesesteak of actors. Oh <laughs> my god! Oh my god! You're just fucking trying to poke a fucking full of wet, greasy cheese. Oh my god! <laughs> and really low quality <laughs> meat, meat masquerading as low <laughs> <No> quality meat. <laughs> oh, my I mean, Unforgiven is the best western of all time. Let's it face it. But. Unforgiven is fucking the best. Other than that, he's a shitty director, though. He's like, I can't. I, I mean, can't I wish he was him. still an actor because then he wouldn't be directing. I can't lie. <laughs> it's true, man. <laughs> yeah, it's. I'm, I, I'm afraid I can't argue that. Yeah. So anyway, Santa Clarita Diet. I watched the first episode and a half, and I was just like, you know what? I really want to like this, and I want the humor to be hitting. Yeah, and I want it to be funny and the sort of like kind of B way. Cause it's right. not like you can see where it's going right away and it's predictable. And none of the acting is amazing. It's not really that funny. Is it supposed to be like the antithesis of the walking dead or something? Kind it's of like a little, it's like kind of like making fun of it or a little bit. Yeah. Huh. And it's like embracing the B it's embracing the B yeah. for sure. But not in a way that feels, it just feels like a, not that well done show. It doesn't feel like B grindhouse or grindhouse, something, you know, right. it doesn't Got feel you. like these people really understand the tropes and they're playing with them or doing them in a way that like, that's a bummer. Huh? Oh, that's too bad. So, I mean, for people that want to watch something like that, honestly, like just go watch something that's more mainstream. That's good. Like this is us or something like that, Right. which I've seen one or two episodes of and, Lots of people rave about, and yeah. a couple of ladies in the office say they cry every single episode. So people love really? that show. Go watch that instead, or just watch Baskets. Honestly, Baskets watch season two Baskets. is better. <laughs> or Atlanta. Have you seen Atlanta? Nope. Oh God, so good. You will love. All right, Atlanta's great. We've talked about it a, a, a number it's of times. Too much now. It, it's there's way too much. Way you'd have to sit Wait, home. That's all why day long watching these things to try and be. Even yeah. close to catching up. That, that's why I think anything that's like not amazing, you just yeah. need to move on. You gotta really get, quickly. Yeah. I, and I, yeah, you gotta move on. You gotta like dip in, dip out. And, there's only so much time. Cause yeah, it's, it's not even confined to the amount of channels that can be on, no. on anymore. It's just like, yeah. especially at the rate at which Amazon and Netflix are cranking this stuff out. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 
For sure. You know what I watched today um, was uh, another HBO was the um, the Slender Man documentary. Yeah, it's. Have it's, you seen that? It's okay. It's it's not amazing, but it's so disheartening. Yes. And you're like, and it's ter- as a as a parent, you're like, oh god, right? Like, no, for sure. It's Jesus. These twelve and all of the footage of these twelve year olds talking about like killing this girl. Yeah. It it is gruesome. You fell asleep. Yeah. Um, but. <laughs> Yeah, that doesn't speak too well. It was na- it was yeah. nap time. It was nap time. The, the thing about it that was disappointing to me is I think the stuff that happened on the internet, and I'm not trying to like glorify this in any way, but the thing where they took those old black and white photos and like created this weird, creepy, like that part of the persona was way more interesting to me than that documentary. Like the fact that the internet got together and collaborated on this weird thing. It, right. Yeah. That was more interesting to me than, unfortunately, the documentary turned out to be. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think it's more of just like a, like, I can't believe this fucking happened. The documentary itself yeah. isn't really that amazing. I got, I, it made it's me. Weird. I mean, it reminded me, same thing when I was a kid, when you would go to the bathroom with all your friends, you'd sing Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary. Yeah. Exactly. But now that it's on the internet and it's this thing, I still don't know what takes you from being a twelve year old kid to thinking this is real. We got to stab somebody. This is something. No, there were some there's like there were some there problems. No, there. they they were broken. Right. Yeah. yeah. But who knows? Like what what they never really got into, which I was wondering was were there other was there someone else interacting with these girls and like pushing this idea on them that this guy was going to come after them or going to visit them, or if they didn't do certain things that there was going to be consequences. Cause that one girl seemed to have a very firm idea that like, if I don't do this, my family's going to die. Right. And yes. And to get that specific of an idea in her head, like, yes, she might've had some issues, but like, was there some, someone else influencing that in some way was what I wanted to know and was curious about. Cause it seems really specific. It, it is, and that's not something that was like a part of the, the like story of Slenderman. I mean, but who knows? I mean, the thing got retold so many times. Anyway, I don't know if you if you want to get fucking creeped out and s- see what a twelve year old can do, fucking check it out. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't know. I, it really creeped me out. If, like, if, I, I if someone's gonna take you out in the woods and kill you, you don't want it to be a twelve year old because the way they described it, it sounded like they were pretty fucking incompetent. And it took well, longer than necessary. Yeah. 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 And they want, the girl wound They're up 12. living. They're children. Yeah. Oh, I thought she, I thought what happened was she bled out and died like after someone found her. No, like, no, she lived. Yeah. They, they like, she was stabbed 19 times and one stab to the heart missed a artery by a millimeter. Wow. And I think she did die in the end, right? I thought she, she died later at the, the hospital woods, or something. She dies out of the end. She dies in the hospital. She dies in the hospital? Yeah. yeah. You must have fallen asleep, too. <laughs> I was watching the fuck thing. I didn't even get that. Did you get to the lift? end? I did not. No, I, I, I still, to be honest, I still have like a half an hour left. Right. Uh, it, the, just don't even bother. You're honestly, right. Because there's no, like, there's no Robert Durst moment at the end right. of this thing. <laughs> right. the, you've seen what you need to see. What about, what about uh, First Contact? Have you seen that one yet? No. First Contact is amazing. It's in the Brazilian rainforest. There's a bunch of anthropologists, you know, studying this village. And basically the concept of First Contact is uncontacted tribes in the forest. You're not allowed to make any First Contact unless they do. 
and then there's a protocol. It's almost like Star Trek kind of thing. There's right. A protocol about how you deal with. So they're in this little village. This is kind of the first 10 minutes of the film. They're in this little village, and then all of a sudden they look across the river, and they grab the camera, and there's this tribe coming right out, this uncontacted <laughs> tribe coming right out of the right out of the forest and walking across the river, and it shows this first confrontation, it's and then it fucking... follows the whole idea of what it's like to live in the forest and what the first contact is and what these people are looking for. It's really amazing. Fucking Fuck. crazy. That and sounds awesome. It's really good. It's on Netflix. I gotta check that out. How the fuck? Damn, I don't understand how I don't know about that. <laughs> it's, so, one, one, it's not the greatest documentary ever. Right, made, right, right. But it's so fascinating. Because yes. it's a like, subject you know nothing shit. about. And, and you have most this romantic never idea in your head. Yeah. Like, we all have this romantic yeah. idea of, like, there's still people living the way they did 10,000 years ago in the woods. And it just flips all that on your head. On its They're ass. like, finally, like, someone's finally, fucking here finally, to, to save me yes. from this fucking this hell, hell <laughs> in the fucking middle of the rainforest. Exactly. Like, oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's seriously, that's what happens though, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, they're like, we don't, we're not trying to preserve our way of life. They're like, we just, there's, there's panthers trying to eat us. Right. We're always fucking hungry. Like, you should call the show the spoilers. A poison yeah. Ivy's a spoiler <laughs> show. Yeah, really, right? I know. It's the crib notes for fucking. So, so you can go you out walk the next around. night and say, hey, I watched this documentary oh, last night. I, I watched seven shows yeah, and that's four right. documentaries, read two books. What'd Boom, you do? you're a genius. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah. So, um,. I'll give you guys a choice. Do you want to hear about this killer water bottle that I found? Or do you want to hear about my, um, the war I declared against the appliance company who sold us our appliances today? What do you (laughs) think? Are you kidding me? So, uh, 14 months ago, we decided to, we moved into this house and we had like the same appliances that had been in our kitchen for like 28 years or something like that. So some of them were still like ticking along, but like the stove was, did this oven, did this fucking crazy thing where it got super hot on the outside. And one of my daughters like burnt her hand one time really? when she touched it. It oh, just God. like wasn't venting any of the heat out of it properly. So it was like an old European Gagano oven from like the eighties or something. So we went to this local place, Warner Stellion, who is now my fucking arch nemesis. And we bought all these appliances and they came, we paid quite a good deal of money for the like high end appliances. They came and they installed this cooktop. Uh, All the other appliances were great. The cooktop from day one didn't work. I remember Nicole telling, I remember asking her about it. She's like, ah, this thing's tweaky. It's not right. So we called them. And the thing is, it's like the way it, it doesn't work is what happens is the front two burners like go out almost immediately and the gas just runs. So it's really unsafe in a, yeah, in a house good. with kids. Like you just can't have that. So we call them. We're like day one, like the first two times we're using this, like this thing, there's a problem. Like it doesn't work. Well, evidently like 10 seconds after they fucking install this thing, like what? Like hands washed. You have to deal with the manufacturer. What sounds like a manufacturer defect? Blah, blah blah. So we call the manufacturer, and they're like, "No, we need to send someone out from like." So basically, we get a runaround. They come out and they they swap it out, and 
the next one does the exact same thing. No. Front burners cut out. Like, there's obviously, like, a design flaw. Like, they've given us something that does, for one reason or another, whether it's a design flaw or it doesn't work in the space because of airflow or who fucking knows. Yeah. But the thing doesn't work. So we call them again. They're like, you know, we swap, like, gag or uh, fucking Mila, this German company who made it. Like, they swapped it out. Like, I don't know. So they just won't do anything, won't do anything. And they, every time, the other thing is every time we call them, we have to explain the whole thing. No. So here we are. What's like, the point of going to work. a local, like, right. appliance place? Exactly. Like, you, you would just buy the fucking thing on Amazon. Doesn't work. Doesn't it. work. So then we get our, con- our contractor who did, like, the new lighting plan and the appliances, that who designed the new updates for the kitchen. She starts calling them and is like, if you don't take care of this, like, I can't bring, like, this woman, what she does for her fucking job is redesign kitchens. All year long. She's like, I'm not going to bring any more customers to you. Like if you can't back up your appliances, they blow her off. They just keep blowing everyone off. Like nothing. And they're like, I don't know. It's been six months. Like you've had this thing. Like we can't do anything. We're not going to do anything for you. So fast forward 14 months, our like designer keeps trying to resolve this. And they, they tell us like, okay, we're going to swap it out for like a, a different, a whole different unit, like a wolf unit or gag and, or uh, Mila has decided they're going to back this whole thing. They're going to buy it back from you. And it's like, we keep hearing these things. Then it's like, great. It's resolved. Then we call them. And they're like, we have no idea what you're talking about. Oh and my. And you have to start the whole thing again. Oh my God. So it's incredibly like the worst service. Like I get better service at Taco Bell, like oh, better customer service than this. My God. And I mean, we're talking thousand dollars. In the right. meantime, we also, we didn't decide in the first round to replace our fridge. We replace our fridge with a new Sub-Zero fridge. Oh. We do not, of course, buy it from these fucking people. So they've already lost like yeah, north a huge, of 10 grand right. from us from, you know, not buying that appliance. Oh. So we keep hearing at these various points. So finally our designer, Kate, calls them and is like, look. This has been forever. Like, yeah. we keep hearing this is going to get resolved. And they're like, okay, we don't see anything on this. And so she tells them the whole story. Two weeks go by. They call her and they're like, okay, we think we've got to figure it out. Here's, here's what happened. And they tell her everything that she told them. And she's like, I know. I'm the one who called you two weeks ago and told you this. And you're calling me pretending like this is a progress update that you figured this out. No, You just are telling me the exact information I told you two weeks ago. So finally she like spends like Nicole spent a ton of time. Kate, our designer spent a ton of time. Like it's just been like a nonstop saga. So they finally get back to us and they're like, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to give you 50% of the value towards a store trade-in on another cooktop. And I'm like, wait, I'm like, I'm so frustrated. I'm like, fine, fuck it. Right. We'll get a wolf cooktop. We'll get something else that will work. Just get this out of my life. We'll end up giving them more money, but the whole thing will be resolved. It's been fucking 14 months. So then they start getting into the details of that. They want us to pay $300 for a, a permit. Because they have to adjust the countertop, so they technically need a building permit from the city. No. They want $189 to install it. They want $150 to deliver it. No. And they no. just start talking all this money, and it all adds no. up to basically what they were going to give us. So it's like, we're basically just, just buying, buying another, another cooktop from these motherfuckers oh. who sold us these cooktops oh that didn't work in the first place. So I hear all this today, and I'm like, you know what? I... 
<laughs> I run, obviously, like, help run a business. Like, yeah. I don't have time. But what I could do is I could dedicate two hours of every month to make make sure that no one works with these people. That all the people that I know, no one works oh. with these people. I'm going to make this, like, my small side hobby to you make are- sure no one, everyone I know. Because, I mean, if you look just at Zeus Jones... 15 people use my tax guy. Yes. A whole bunch of people are having their kitchens designed by Kate, who yep. I refer them to. I'm constantly referring everyone to everything. Yeah. I'm going to make sure no one at Zeus Jones, including they showed up the other day to repair appliances at Zeus Jones. I'm fucking killing that contract. <laughs> like, I'm going to make sure. So what I, I, what I'm like, okay, to start, here's a simple way I can start. I start these tweets and I'm like, you know, one of three. Here's the story. I tell background of what happened. And then in the third tweet, I'm like, and so now it is my hobby to make sure no one works with people. I'm going to use all of the marketing, digital and social media skills and knowledge that I have to make sure people don't work with this company, Warner Stellion. And I include them on the tweets. And within 10 seconds, this guy who is from the advertising and marketing community like replies and says, Holy shit, it, this is good to know because I was just about to redo my whole kitchen. I was going to buy appliances from them. I'm now not going to buy appliances from them. Boom. In 45 seconds, I've cost these people like another 15 grand. Yes. So I, th- I think it's going to be my goal. One day I get to like a 100x that I can reasonably track yeah. where I, that I've cost them the money yeah. that this cooktop costs. <laughs> then you'll yeah. – maybe I see, you can even promote a few tweets. I know I'm thinking about spending the $800 that you're going to give me for I'm going to write a medium post about the cost of one bad customer service interaction on a business and write like an actual business article about it and then promote it yes using like the $800 they were going to give me for the cooktop (laughs) (laughs) so oh I'm I'm just like I and it's like we had there were so many moments where they could have just fixed this yeah it it wasn't like this happened and then I just freaked out and went off the fucking handle. Like this has literally been 14 months yeah. of like watching my wife get really frustrated and annoyed and like trying to deal with this and yeah. watching this other just wasting time and fucking us around. And if they had just stood by their product and the thing that they sold us in the first place, yeah. like what's the point of oh, even going to a so, fucking Sorry. What happened is they called Nicole right away when they saw the tweets. It's like, now you fucking know who I am. Oh, now you know the backstory of this and you know who (laughs) my wife is and that you sold us this cooktop. Yeah. Now you know all this. And so they're like, but it had the vibe, like she kind of told me the vibe of like, they were going to threaten to like pull doing anything for us because I'm tweeting about this or whatever. It's like, fuck you. I don't want your fucking bullshit deal now anyway. Right. So yeah, I'm hot. Yeah. 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 You can't buy your way out of it at this point. Uh Now you're done. No. It would take, I don't even know. Because Noah was like, well, what should I, if I call, because they were like, please call us back. And she's like, if I call them back, what do I tell them we want? Well, I mean, and I'm got, like, there's, there's, I, this still goes to people's court. I'd like to see this go to <laughs> yeah. Judge, Judge Judy. Judge Judy or Judge Llewellyn or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. Oh my God, it is, is a nightmare story. I, I mean, I'm I just getting wanna, worked up again just talking about it. I can see it. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't want to be. I, I wouldn't want to be in on the other side of that. I, mean, I, I have my own podcast. We got exactly. <laughs> Hello, people. Oh, yeah. four people. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh my God. Well, that's a bummer. Wow. I, I got uh, a great deal for you. I'll put one in. Use those ones that I got at the at the office. Yeah, twenty bucks, <laughs> twenty dollars. <laughs> Fuck, they're probably safer. Is the sad thing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Oh my god. So yeah, uh, that's that story. Fucking a man. Well, fucking let them have it, man. Yeah. Both barrels. Hell yeah. <laughs> Two hours a month. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, you'll be. You'll, I'm. I mean, so I far know. I've spent like ten minutes and it's already accomplished I've seen something. Your skills. So, yeah. I would not. I. I wouldn't fuck yeah. with it. I wouldn't fuck with it. So speaking of other things we've talked about that have uh, just debuted with the new season, there's a new season of the detective podcast out and they've once again, rotated detectives. Oh, is there? Yeah. So the new guy is really interesting. Actually his uh, sort of James Elroy style. His mom was brutally murdered when he was young. Uh He wasn't living with her, um, but he saw like how poorly the cops handled that. Like it was kind of all like, his grandfather sort of kind of swept under the rug. But then when he was older, he started looking into it. It was like blatantly obvious that his mother was the, uh, had been a victim of domestic abuse for a while, was murdered by her husband who she had decided to leave. And the, the it was, should have been obvious to anyone, any police like with assault should have yeah. been able to put it together in like 10 seconds. So and it, and it, and it was followed up and it was followed up. In fact, there's a point on I th- where he talks about, and it might even be on tape where they have him interviewing his stepdad, who was the one who did it. And he no. goes back and like kind of confronts him about it. So anyways, that happened. And then his brother and it, and his, so he and his brother are both young. His brother's a little older at the time. I think his brother was a little more aware of what actually happened. His brother ends up drugs, life of crime, mm. murders someone. And, and he ends up like showing up in his doorstep, like covered in blood and he takes him to the police station and like turns him in because his brother's like high out of his mind. Yeah, and murdered these two people like super high. Takes him in. His brother spends, and then he becomes like the way he deals with it is he becomes a cop. Right. Okay. So he's was a, de- a detective in Louisiana for a long time, and he's talking about, Fuck, and it's heavy. it's still not the same as that original season with like um, Lieutenant Kendo. Yeah, like Joe no Kendo. one just talks like that guy does. Yeah, no one like quite frames it up like that, but it's really good again. Oh, so it's definitely worth listening to. Nice. Okay. Killer. So Killer. detective season three, uh, the new, new detective's great. name is Rod Demery. And he's from like down, down um, Bayou way in Louisiana. Killer. Talking about, murder and drugs and all sorts oh, of shit nice nice one nice so you have anything else you want to talk about this episode no man should we wrap it up yeah let's wrap it up all right thanks everyone out there for listening uh thank you mark for yeah, sitting man. in sit it's in. always Good fun to have to you have you and hear about you unearthing ancient guns, guns in your <laughs> cabin um, thanks as always to Kaya Fisher for the audio engineering assistance and we'll catch you next time thanks everybody